Have you ever noticed how most visuals in our field don't match the clients we serve? Have you ever spent hours scrolling through Google Images to find more diverse and inclusive materials? During today's meal, I speak to a behavior analyst who decided to take matters into her own hands and create high-quality, detailed images and educational materials of Black and brown kids and adults for many fields of study like ABA, speech-language, special education, and more. We also talk about our love of brunch and taking all of our PTO, which reminds me of today's behavior bite. Life-changing vacations. I was always that employee who might take a three or four day weekend here or there, but was usually punished with the amount of prep before and mess after the trip. It wasn't until the past couple years that I started setting solid boundaries with families and companies so they didn't expect me to always be available. It really starts with closing that laptop and turning your work phone off at the end of the workday. Plus, working at a company that respects personal time, now I can confidently take a 12-day life-changing vacation to Korea with my husband without worrying about work. Instead, I get to focus on how many amazing dishes we're going to eat. Welcome to Behavior Bites with Rosie Eats where we share a virtual meal with behavior analysts, psychologists, educators, and other helping professionals. Building a community can be hard when you're always pouring into others. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite food, and let's dig in. Hello, hello, I'm your host, Rosie, and y'all, I am so ecstatic to introduce you to today's guest. This beautiful human saw a huge gap in the field with a lack of diversity and educational materials depicting Black children. She sought to create visuals to give Black children realistic and detailed images of kids who look like them, modeling everyday skills because representation matters. It's the owner and creator of Human Expressions, Rashida Biera. Hi, Rashida. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Rosie. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. It was a little hectic this morning. We already <laughs> debriefed about that. I had lost power for a few hours, but we are up and we're running. And I'm so excited to sit down and have a meal with you. So we will start with our amuse bouche. So the chef's whim today. Since this weekend is your anniversary weekend, what fun activities do you have planned? So me and my husband, we love brunch. We are brunch people. We love brunch. We live in Atlanta, so it's always brunch going on. When we're going to brunch spots, we try to be very intentional. We're going to like Black-owned brunch spots. So nice little rooftop chicken and waffles is my thing. <laughs> what a nice omelet. But yesterday we went to a hip-hop orchestra concert. So that was kind of cool. They did some like wow. Dr. Dre songs and different. So that was really, really dope. And then today we're going to see Erica Badu. Oh, wow. I'm extremely, extremely excited about that. And some other things. So I'm really into fitness. So we love to hike. So we probably may just throw in a couple of things there. My husband loves to drive. So we may just drive somewhere, go hiking, or maybe oh, in Tennessee. Nice. Who who knows? So, um, and then he also, and we also like to go tubing. So, hmm. Just a mix of, of different things. But yes, we're celebrating nine years. I'm married. Congratulations. You 14 years together. So we've been together for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. I've been with my husband 12, married for five and a half. So yeah, those long relationships. <laughs> 
It can be tough, but you know, they're definitely, he's, he's my best friend. So we do, we do everything together. And he's also helps me a lot with human expressions big time. So it is a husband and wife duo. Yes. Yes. And we love the partners that support their hardworking partner. I say it all the time. Like my husband helps with my podcast, my website. Yes. Same, same thing with my husband. Like he's created the website. Um, he helped me come up with their name. Um, he's an artist. So he, you know, when I come up with my ideas, he's like, okay, jot them down. What do you want the hair to look like? Very intentional. And then he'll like sketch it out. He's an artist. And also my son, I have a 17 year old bonus son and he's also an artist and he plans to go to Savannah Design School of the Arts or something. So oh, nice. they're really, really big in like that creative juice. So it was kind of, it made sense to, you know, create human expressions because my, <laughs> my husband's an artist. So they do, they do all the drawings themselves? Yes. Yes. So wow. yes. Sometimes my, my husband would do it like on an iPad or something like that. And then we mm-hmm. do have like a, uh, a person who does like the digital portion of it sometimes. Okay. Like, um, but my husband does draw it out. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't really know if I like the way that looks. So yeah, so we try to change it <laughs> up. But that's kind of our time where we like, um, let's get some food delivered. And we'll just like mm-hmm. sit at the kitchen table and we'll just, you know, have a drawing date night session. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. I love it. That's good. So we are at our appetizers. Uh, For our first appetizer, I wanted to know, how did you get into behavior analysis? All right. So in, let's say 2012, take it all the way back. In 2013, 2012, 2013, um, my husband and I moved to Indiana. His job transferred him there. I'm originally from New York. My husband's from New Jersey. So moving to Indiana was like a Mm. culture shock. But we were there for a few years because um, he works in fine dining. So they opened up a restaurant there and he helped open up the restaurant. So um, I worked for a school district um, as a pair pro. That was my first time working in the school district as a pair professional. And I worked in the life skills department. Um, and it's a, um, it was a middle school. And a behavior analyst, he was a guy, he would come in and he would help. He was a, the autism trainer. So he would come in, he would help. And, you know, to help like decrease behaviors, training the teacher who was a special special education teacher, but she didn't, you know, know anything about ABA. So, which is mm-hmm. that disconnect. I feel like if you're going to be a special <laughs> education teacher, you should know about ABA, but that's mm-hmm. a whole, whole different, whole different um, situation. So he would come in and then he would help like, you know, decrease these behaviors and use these ABA principles. And mind you, this was. 13, you know, or whatever years ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I asked him about it. I said, you know, what's a BCBA? Like, what do you do? And he's like, first, the exam is hard. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Coming straight for the neck first thing. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, okay. And at that point, I was um, still in my undergrad. Um, My undergrad is in social work. So he was like, yeah, you know, I think you'll be a great RBT. I'm like, what is an RBT? So he kind of like told me about it and all that stuff. So by the time I really decided that I wanted to become an RBT and all that, we kind of moved back to Atlanta. So when I moved mm-hmm. back to Atlanta, um, I became an RBT. I was an RBT for a few years before I became a BCBA. So I try to be very intentional, like, you know, when I'm doing, um, you know, conducting supervision because I was an RBT, right? So I kind of know how that feels. So I think, you know, when you're getting into the field, becoming an RBT first is definitely beneficial. And you also get that buy-in from your RBTs because you're like, oh, you used to be an RBT. And I was an RBT Mm -hmm. way longer than I've been a BCBA. 
But yeah, it just this guy, he came, he was, you know, extremely helpful, you know, letting me know about the field and things like that. So that really helped me navigate into the into the field. Nice. Yeah, I I think it's really important. I mean, really in every field, I mean, you can talk about this even in like the restaurant industry, like working on the floor and then moving up is so important because anyone that's in a supervisor um, or supervisory role that doesn't understand the grunt work that the, you know, the line, uh, the line staff have to deal with won't actually be like an effective leader. Once I became a BCBA, it was, it was very similar. Like I would talk to these BTs of like, this is why I'm telling you to do this. Like I was really big on making sure my behavior technicians had boundaries because I wasn't really taught that myself. I mean, I had families texting my personal phone at like all Mm -hmm. random times and, you know, so I would just be like, nope. You need to set that boundary. Yeah. You need to turn, you know, turn notifications off. Yeah. And everything just send it up to me. I'm like, I sometimes I don't want to answer those some of those questions, but that's why I get paid as a, you know, a behavior analyst and you get paid as a technician. You shouldn't have to take that on. You shouldn't have to, you know, worry about, you know, my child won't go into school in the morning. That's not for a behavior technician right, to worry right. about that. I will work on it. So for our second appetizer, when was a time that you failed and what did you learn from that experience? Well, I would say um, my BCBA exam, right? Yeah. So um, I was a multiple test taker. I took that exam six times. Each time, you know, my family and my friends would say, just take a break, take a break, just take it. And I was like, no, every time I failed the exam, I like every chance I was able to take it, I took it every single time. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, the time that I finally passed my exam was the start of the pandemic, February 2020. <laughs> and that's when you got your results like right then and there. So mm-hmm. the same place I would go to take my exam, it would be the same lady and she'll give me my paper. And I'm like, okay, I didn't pass this time and whatever. But this last time I passed, she gave me one paper and she's like, I won't see you again. I was like, it didn't register with me. Oh my God. I'm getting like chills. <laughs> yeah, so my brain was already fried because so nothing mm-hmm. was registered. So when she gave me one paper, she said, I'm going to miss you. I won't see you again. And I was like, okay. And I took the paper <laughs> and I screamed and she's like, and I was like, oh my God, I forgot I'm at a like testing center. And I just <laughs> broke down crying. Like it yeah. was like, and that's the one time that I normally have the other times I normally have my husband take me to the testing center. Like I normally have him drive me because my nerves are bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in a car looking at my past, the big book. I'm like Rashida, like yeah. at this point, if what you know is what you know. You can't that 30 minute drive, you can't be trying to like look at last minute stuff. So this mm-hmm. time I told my husband, I said, let me drive myself. I said, mm-hmm. let me just take myself. Let me just sit in the parking lot a little bit, get myself together. Mm-hmm. And that's the time that I passed. But I never, never gave gave up, Um, you know, after taking that exam so many times. I'm like, look, I've got all my hours. I have my master's. Like, I really, really want this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I took it six times. So mm-hmm. I had like two more, you know, two more times. And I would have, who knows at that point. But um, just anybody who's studying for their exam or multiple test takers, like, don't give up. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, that's such a good lesson to learn for yourself, but also for a lot of people, because, 
you know, the ones that are like one and done. And like, I'm proud of people that yeah. are one and done. Yeah, for sure. But sometimes it's, it comes across very elitist, mm. you know, of like, because I, because I passed the first time, I know more than someone right. that doesn't. Right. And that, and it's just simply not true. I mean, I know a lot of multiple test takers and if anything, sometimes I feel like they know more because they had to study so much harder yeah. every single time and really dissect so many, you know, foundational skills and, and principles and techniques and everything. And then when I also say is like, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter how many times you took that exam. Like right now in my current role, I'm a regional clinical director. They didn't ask me like, how many times you take the exam? Like I had the, you know, the experience, you know, um, not, a, not a lot of experience, but what I was, what definitely benefited me in a sense is early on in my BCBA career, I, I became a clinical director like a year and a half after becoming a BCBA. That is mm -hmm. very rare. You know, but I, but someone saw something in me, wanted to make me a clinical director. And then after that, that really helped me become a regional clinical director. Nice. So, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter how many times you take that exam, that certification mm -hmm. is going to just going to just have that your name on it and your number mm -hmm. and all that. So it's not going to have like at the <laughs> bottom of it, like took it six times or whatever. Right. You know, so it, right. it, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it's like you just pass the exam. It's the same of what school you, you know, what school yeah. you go to. A lot For of sure. people, again, put a lot of weight in that. Um, we have an RBT that was applying to graduate school. She was trying to decide between two schools. Both are prominent schools, okay. um, but she thought one was maybe a little more prominent, okay. but came with a higher price tag. And the school that was more prominent is like the school that I went to. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, I'll tell you from experience, it is a great school. Mm -hmm. It, you know, I loved it. But if you got into both of these programs and one is like half the price, take the half price one. Like it literally doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Yes. You just yes. go to school and then you pass the exam and right. it, you know, it's good <laughs> right. after that. It's more important of what you do after you pass right and all, leading up to it it's like exactly what kind of clinician are you actually going to be so great advice for everybody Rashida that's great <laughs> let's move to our palate cleanser course back to brunch you said brunch is your favorite thing and your go-to dish is uh chicken and waffles and an omelet but what is your go-to brunch drink I love apple juice, so I'm going <laughs> to drink apple juice. I love orange juice as well, but it has to be freshly squeezed. Mm. But it's not. I will do apple juice, cold glass of apple juice, and I'll have nice. my chicken waffles. And my husband will probably have, you know, he he will have his mimosas. And oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I really do like apple juice, too. And lately, uh, if I do that... I like mixing stuff with apple juice. So like mostly Ooh. apple juice, maybe a splash of crayon or a splash of Ooh. OJ. Okay. Same thing like orange juice with a splash of cranberry. So yeah. I'm okay. I'm right with you with like the mocktails. I yes. give me a mocktail any day. We went out and I got a drink uh, that was called a poi dog. Yeah. Uh, okay. And mostly I wanted it because it had guava juice in it. Mm. And I thought afterwards, I was like, I could have just asked for the guava juice without the alcohol, but right, it's fine. Right. Um, 
but yeah yeah you know we can have fun without alcohol <laughs> yes oh, right I'm already I am already the life of the party okay so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's dig into our entrees uh what is one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you um I guess that I'm the owner of human expression so <laughs> When I went to, you know, I was at the VAVA conference or just kind of like, oh, someone kind of pulled me to the side and kind of being transparent. They were like, you know, one, they were like, oh, you're real. You're a real person. I am a real person. And then two, they're like, you are a a black girl. Yes, I'm in these leadership roles. But at the end of the day, like I'm going to be myself. So I have my locks. I'm not, I guess, normally, I guess what you may not expect for a business owner or somebody in the field. I'm just myself. So people are really surprised that this laid back black girl is this owner of human expressions. And to be like, who actually created this, this business out of frustration of not having cards for your clients. You're like, oh, I'm going to come up with this, with this business that, you know, no one thought about and mm-hmm. hopefully it takes off. Right. But really, really, I wasn't expecting it to take off. I'm like, oh, okay. I just created something. This may benefit other people right so people Mm -hmm. are surprised that like just me myself and I came up with this idea Mm -hmm. of course with my husband as well but just to know that us two we do it together it's in-house we do the printing like everything but now I kind of expanded and got a little bigger so now I have two creative directors um and then I have two interns now so it's definitely great but yeah they're they're really surprised that it's just Little old me that, you know, that came up with human expressions. Oh, but that's a lot to unpack too, yeah. <laughs> thinking about that. I mean, I'm not surprised that people are surprised about that, but I hope they were able to take a step back and look at their own like internal, un- maybe unrecognized biases of why they're, they are surprised about that. Yeah. Because maybe because I've been following you and I know mm-hmm. you've posted your picture before. Yeah. And so it seems very natural to me like that. It makes sense. Like when I think of human expressions, like I picture you, <laughs> uh, but I guess I don't, I, I don't know like which came first, you know? So <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like I saw you at Baba and you were always like surrounded with people. I hugged you and you was like, Hey, I think to see, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I've seen so many people walk by and it just, that you know how you're kind of just like, you just trying to focus or get to your, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, why did you come see me? I could have hugged you or something. I know. But, you know, I, but... know. I get weird. I, I mean, what people find surprising about me is like on the internet and stuff, I can be outgoing, but like in person, I get super awkward really? and I get really overwhelmed. Okay. okay. Uh, and so- okay especially at conferences now that I've been to um a few like more recently in the last like year or so like in-person conferences people are like oh like you kind of like disappear and I'm like yeah I sometimes I need to go like sit in a room by myself yeah and kind of <laughs> yeah. like regroup yeah um but Baba is such like a special place mm-hmm. and I also recognize that it's an honor for me to be included to go to Baba, but it's not a space for me, if that kind of makes sense. And so I try to make sure that everyone, you know, the Black practitioners, like, have the space to, like, 
do your thing and see people and connect with people. And uh, so I'm just like, you do you, you know, you hang out with your people. (laughs) Yeah, but I, yes, that's also true. But, you know, Bob is also about, you know, bringing different cultures and people together. Mm -hmm. So it is like, it's definitely like one family. So next time I see you, I got to give me a hug. That actually brings us to our second entree, which is I wanted you to kind of tell us all about human expressions, how the process has gone from essentially an idea, like you said, to hiring people. You have, you said, two interns and two creative directors. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you go in only a year? Yeah, a year. um, It was a year last April. So how'd you go from an idea to like booming now in in one year? I guess I'm booming. I don't I don't know for sure, but yes. But <laughs> but you know what you mentioned about booming? Like when I um you know the company that I work for now was in a meeting, like a really important meeting, and the girl was like, "You look familiar." Like literally out of the meeting, she's like, "You look familiar." She's like, "Are you the owner of Human Expressions?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And everybody, she's like, "Oh." And mind you, this is like a meeting that we are, you're like, we're in at work and like everybody's looking like this human expression. Like she's like, oh, my God, follow her on LinkedIn. <laughs> it was just crazy. So it's crazy how people know me and know my face. I'm like, oh, I'm just I don't know. I, I guess it never it still doesn't it doesn't hit me. But OK, so mm-hmm. as a BCBA, we know that, you know, we have to create, you know, we have our treatment plan in time. We have to create material mm-hmm. for your clients. Um I've been very blessed to have like a lot of black and brown clients, um, even when I was in RBT as well. So, you know, I'm creating material and I'm just like, okay, let me go online. Let me try. Let me put in communication cards or whatever, even Mm -hmm, if I go, mm -hmm. whatever, let me just buy some. So I don't have to like possibly make them. So I'm like, okay, I'm taking too much time trying to find pictures online or if I do it's not detailed enough or it's maybe like a stick figure and then maybe shaded in brown like for a black kid or a brown kid right. and I'm like you know sometimes you do treatment planning and if it goes on longer than supposed to you're not getting paid for that extra time I'm right. like I'm way too much time doing this so I told my husband I was like it has to be a it has to be a different way like they're like I should not be online and really digging through different Google and this and that all these <laughs> Google images, uh, yeah, Google images and all this stuff and can't find anything like this. This is crazy. So I was like, I should probably create some cards, right? And like I was just joking, like just laughing. And my husband was like, Nah, like you should really probably create some cards. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like where would I start? Like it's so many. You know, I get so overwhelmed because you look at like text pictures and thing, and they have like three hundred pictures. It's like right. so many of them of like every single thing. And I'm like, I don't even know where I will even start. And as we're out, you know, I'm seeing like little brown kids, little black kids, and I'm just saying, I'm like, Oh, I think I can like. I can come up with some ideas. I can, you yeah. know, I can come up with something, you know, for sure, you know. So, like, so me and my husband, we sat down, had a planning session. I love Chinese food. I love Asian food. That's my thing. I think because I'm from New York, that's kind of what we, <laughs> we love as well. But anyway, so we sat down. So I feel like every time we do like our planning, we have Chinese food. No, no. <laughs> so we sat down and then um, we just started like brainstorming. So I was like, okay, I want her to have this skin complexion. I want her to have locks. Like she has to have mm. locks. I have locks. My husband mm-hmm. has locks. My, you know, my bonus son has locks. 
you know, um, you know, I want to be able to, you know, with, with being dark skin, I was very insecure when I was younger. So I'm like, I want to make sure that I have, you know, little girls that are brown skin, but also dark skinned and, you mm. know, hair and like what clothes are they going to wear? And then, you know, if I have a little boy, he, he may have braids in his hair. He may have a mm. hair with like a little Nike check in his, you know, in his because <laughs> that's our culture, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to, it to be very, again, I use this word a lot because this is my year of being intentional, right? I like, mm-hmm. I literally sit down and say, if I don't like the picture, if I feel like, no, I'm, I'm not really sure. Like it's very authentic and I want to make mm-hmm. sure that it represents all kids, all adults. You know, I have one girl, she has a bonnet on when she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. I wear a bonnet to bed. You know, I have one, one of my adult cards she has on, um, a head wrap, you know, sometimes we mm-hmm. may wear like a head wrap and, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, so certain things that's really, when you see these, like, okay. So when I see this in real life, it's not like a shocker. Like you see mm-hmm. it, you know, um, on the picture. So that's kind of how it started. And my husband created the website and then, you know, that's when I, I posted about it and I said, well, let's see, let's see what happens. You know, at that point, you know, we just had um, kids communication, children communication cards at that mm-hmm. point. That's the only cards we had. And then, you know, the website was created. And then I just said, hey, y'all, I did a thing. I came <laughs> up, you know, I did all the back business stuff, all that, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And then I just posted and kind of see where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And since then, everybody has been so supportive and just mm-hmm. like, this was a need. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it was a need. And like, mm-hmm. I came up with it. Like, it wasn't anything. Like, I've been only in the field, I mean, a few years, but not like 20, mm-hmm. 30 years. And this right. is just now something that people was like, yes, we needed this, you know, 20 years ago. And everyone's like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, this is 20 years ago. But if I was, I'm sure I probably would have <laughs> did it, you know? So, um. Yes, just with just with all the support, just getting ideas with, you know, from other BCBAs or other, you know, speech and language pathologists, other people say, mm-hmm. OK, what other cards do we need? Right. So like, you know, people give me ideas and then I'll create them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think within this, I'll say like this year, 2023 is really when human expressions, like, like more people started knowing about human expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year people kind of knew about it. They're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how long. Like, I don't know who she is. I don't, I don't really know. What, <laughs> you know, they were like kind of testing me. I wasn't really sure. Like maybe mm-hmm. she, may, she may come up with a few cars and then may not be anything anymore. Like, who knows? But I'm like, no, this is mm-hmm. something like, I love. It's fun to me. And I like kept it going. So I think this year was, you know, really when really people started really knowing about mm-hmm. human expressions. Um, and then, you know, I got my table at the Baba conference yeah. and then, you know, and then people really started to really know about human expressions and, you know, having my husband there um, at the table, I get my seat, you know, got my CEU. <laughs> and then just once I left the Baba conference and having so much support and people say, you should do that, you should do that, you should do that. I'm like, okay, now mm-hmm. I I need to kind of like, I need help. Right now, now I need help. Now I can't do it. Can't just be me and my husband anymore. Like I need other people to really help and really support me, like grassroots and really like you know be about the people. So I said, okay, you know, getting unrestricted hours is needed. Mm -hmm. You know, so I said maybe I should get some interns that can help with like human expressions and 
and, you know, getting their unrestricted hours and kind of help, you know, with eventually research and coming up with different cards, ideas and, mm-hmm. um, you know, help with social media and like all that stuff. And then, and then, yeah, so that's kind of how I got my, you know, my, my interns, um, my creative um, directors as well. Um, and they, you know, they interview for it and yeah, so that's kind of, kind of what, you know, where we are now. It's been a, been an amazing experience and you can't do everything by yourself. Right. right. So kind of like, okay, I can't do everything by myself. Let me try to like give other people tasks, but this is my baby. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that people that I bring in, um, and I got so many, like I got overwhelming emails about internship internship like hey you know intern it was like I I had to cut it off within like 48 hours like I had to cut it (laughs) off and I was just like okay I didn't expect this but then again I should have said like I only need five or three or two you know I should have been more specific Mm -hmm. but I didn't think that all these people were gonna but then you kind of fade you know you wing you kind of see who was actually in it because Mm -hmm. they're passionate or just really need their hours which you know which is okay to just need that but I want like people who are really passionate, who's really in it, who knows my vision, who's been following me for mm-hmm. a long time. I may ask you random questions. Like it was a, it was a process. Mm-hmm. So now I'm here. Yeah. I guess I'm famous. Am I famous? <laughs> oh yeah. You're definitely famous. <laughs> to be recognized in like a professional meeting, like someone throwing that out, you know? Yeah. Like in a meeting and I was just like, oh my gosh. And she was just like, like literally it was, just, this meeting was extremely important. She was like, Come looking at me and I was just like <laughs> you're like what are you grilling me for? Well, like I was like what is what's the issue what did I do I'm thinking like darn did I never find that email like what, what, did, what did I do and she's like no you're the part of human expressions I was like yeah I am so so that would be the plan like the plan is of course eventually you know really take human expressions like international um actually a company um they're based in Africa they actually mm. um purchased some of my cards Oh, nice. um, well so that was amazing and I'll probably you know and really probably do like a mom and pop print shop to really maybe eventually have my cars in like Target yeah. or you know bookstores oh, wow. or maybe mm-hmm. you know universities where you know they have a bookstore and they can like put my cars in their bookstore so I plan to take human expressions of course eventually hopefully just work with human expressions and you You're know right. the, not that you know still of course I, I love being a VCBA but you know <laughs> This is my baby. So I I need to birth right. my baby more and, and just help 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 her grow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can love being a BCBA, but this is definitely where your passion is. Like you sure. the listeners are can't see you, yeah. but I can see you on Zoom and like you really light up when you talk about it. And it was never in a like, yes, it was frustrating to spend a lot of time like on Google trying to search. But it doesn't come across as like, you still seem jazzed about, you're like, well, I'm just going to fix it. You know, I'm just going to do something. And I think that's really important because you tap into, I mean, even for me, I was also spending hours on like, you know, images.google.com, you know, trying to search and like what kind of, you know, words can I put in to search to find the correct picture and you know, adding all of the descriptors. I'm like, I want a, you know, a black man in yeah. a wheelchair, you know, yeah. like, or right, a right. black woman with locks yeah. with, 
you know, cast on leg and like nothing comes out. Exactly, know? exactly, exactly. And then you really find all of the, the built-in racism on Google Images and depending on what you put in and you're just like, yes! no, this isn't what I'm looking for. Or the picture isn't the right size or the right shape or it has like stock images across yes, it. Or... Yes. So as soon as you start putting stuff out, I'm like, hello, how do I give you all my money? Yes, I definitely, definitely appreciate um, the support. And it's crazy because I never wanted to be like a business owner. Like, because I'm not like a creative, that's like, well, I guess I am a little creative. Um, But I guess more so like, you know, being in the field, of course, you know, when you're BCB, a lot of people's like, oh, I want to become a business owner. Like, I want to have my own clinic. Well, I want to have my own in-home. And that's never was it. Like, I never wanted to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm like, okay, I can't sing don't really have a lot of rhythm, so I can't dance. I mean, I like to work out, but I don't want to be a fitness trainer. So I'm like, okay, what? So like when I'm like, oh my God, I have a business. Like this is something like, you know, when I actually birth kids, like my own, like mm-hmm. I can, hopefully they want to become an RBT and a BCBA. But if they don't, <laughs> that's okay too. Hopefully they keep the creative juice, you know, mm-hmm. from their from their dad and from my bonus son. Um, you know, and then they can help create pictures and, you know, and things like that and keep human expressions yeah. going, right? So a hue, different colors of black and brown and a human, and then expressions, mm-hmm. different type of expression. So I have action cards, communication cards, sequence cards. I have, um, I have preposition cards. I mean, I have mm-hmm. a, a lot of cards and just within this last year, I've came up with a lot of, lot of material, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's definitely... It's definitely um, rewarding and especially mm-hmm. when people say, you know, send me pictures or say like, hey, you know, I use your cards or parents contacted me. It does my heart so good. Oh, I'm just so like excited for you. I try to explain to people. My husband actually found the word. I forget how to pronounce it, but it's like compersion or something where I get really excited for someone else's success like it really brings me a lot of joy so I'm over here like trying not to cry because I'm like, <laughs> thinking about where you're like going with the company and you yeah. and how yeah. many like lives it's going to affect and families and yeah I'm going to stop because I'm like I, I had those moments as well right I had those emotional moments as well especially when people was contacting me that was like, oh, this is racist. This is this and this is that and and all that stuff. And I'm just like, right. no, like, you know, so like I literally was like so upset and I was like, like cried to my husband was like, you know, mm. I don't want to people to feel like I'm like excluding other, you know, cultures and things like that. Mm-hmm. But this was something that I needed for black and brown kids. Not saying right. other cultures don't matter. No, but you can literally Google and find mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other cultures, black and brown kids. I can put a black kid and it'll give me a black shadow or black, you know, right. or like something like you have to be so specific and why, like, why can I just mm-hmm. put that in there and then put just come up? Why can I go to, you know, different educational websites that sell, that sell things and may have a package of just black and brown kids? Like, why does it mm-hmm. have to be if you don't add other cultures then it's not as important right it's just exactly what I said with like google like if I just put in man in wheelchair or doctor or you know any of that yeah it's gonna spit out a white person and 
that's true for the majority of our materials for the last 20, 30 years and yeah. before. Again, I'm not surprised yeah. that people are saying that to you, but it's still like upsetting. So oh, yeah. yeah, just yeah. shrug them off. They unfortunately yeah. will always be there. Yeah, yeah. And, and just know that there's a lot of people, you know, in your court that want to see you succeed. And if you need, you know, like any love or any support or any uh, promotion or anything, just <laughs> tap into like your community. Because yeah. I was saying this to um, Jaron from uh, Black Men and ABA that a lot of ways to support someone is free, especially on social media. It's like, you know, just tap in, like, share, comment, all of that stuff. It takes doing all three of those things takes two minutes, maybe, you know, and it really (laughs) could help promote someone's uh, materials or business model or, you know, association or anything. Uh, out to like a wider population who might not see it. I mean, there might be people on my list that don't know about human expressions. And so, you know, I'll share it so they can kind of get it. And also, also, I just remembered something I was thinking when you were talking. The cards, even though they're depicting black and brown children, they're not just for black and brown children. I think it's really important um, for all all the races of clients that we have to see all of the races, you know? So even if it was mixed in and so there was, you know, some of your cards and some other people's cards, or it's really important to help create diversity across everything that we're doing. So we don't inherently pass down some of these biases or incorrect, you know, misconceptions about the humans that are out in the world if we're only presenting white stimuli cards to white clients yeah that and that definitely helps with like the generalization right when you get to the point where yeah yes you're showing these cards now you're like okay well let's show this same let's say white stimuli now you have a black kid can you still you know tax whatever action you're working mm-hmm. on, right? Like, you know, helping with that generalization. And I said, when I did my little welcome video, I mentioned like, you know, we talk about individualized treatment plans and things like that. Like individualized stimuli is important as well, right? Like you have a, a kid and you're working on like, you know, okay, I got to make sure that, you know, their communication board is very specific with their reinforcers, or you want to make sure that their behavior plan is very specific of what you're going to be working on. But then you have black and brown clients, um, or you may be working on some generalization goals, but then the stimuli all looks the same, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, or you may be working with black and brown clients, but you will bring in out all white stimuli. You know, Mm -hmm. so just saying, you know, just making sure that, you know, that when we are buying material and, you know, you purchase, I'm not saying like only buy my material, but you you should have mine. Every BCBA has a BCBA bag that they have in their trunk Mm -hmm. or whatever. And this, this should be something that's part of your assessment tools when you're completing Mm -hmm. your assessments and things like that. And it's not only for in the field of ABA, speech and language pathologists, teachers, Mm -hmm you know, occupational therapists. I had a lady contact me. She works for an adoption agency, you know, and like, you know, so it's, it's it can be used for 
for anybody, even if you don't, even if you don't have a kid that's on a spectrum and things like that, just, you know, um, a lady, she purchased my cards. She was a white lady. She purchased my cards. And I think one of my pictures early on when I uh, created human expressions, I posted a picture of her daughter. She was, she was white and she had a picture of one of, one of my cards. And she said, like, she wrote me was like, my daughter cannot stop looking at your card. Like she loved them, you know? So it's like things Mm -hmm. like that. They don't have to have autism or any type of, you know, developmental disability. It's good to just have them see different cultures and Mm -hmm. also have black baby dolls, even though they're white, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. that to different cultures. Yes. Very important. Um, Well, with all of that, we are actually at our dessert. And so I wanted to ask you're running this business, you're a regional clinical director. How do you practice self-care and having that work-life balance? One thing for sure, y'all, I love to take naps. I'm a nap taker. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to take me a nap. Like last night, me and my husband hung out. What do we do? We take date naps. I'm really (laughs) big on like quality sleep. Um, Also as well, like a few years ago, I was diagnosed with like um, um, generalized anxiety disorder. So I had really, really Mm -hmm really bad anxiety so like sometimes just like sleeping <laughs> helps <laughs> like how to think about anything so like mm-hmm. always taking that and sometimes sleep at sleeping at night can really be a lot for me like tossing and turning so at least throughout mm-hmm. the day I can get good quality sleep um so I love I love taking naps um and then also fitness I'm really big into fitness um, I work out uh, like five, six days a week. I intermittent fast. So I don't start eating probably until two. And then so my window may be like between like two and eight. And then I don't eat again mm-hmm. till like the next day to like two o'clock. On the weekends, it varies. But for the most part, I have a window even on the weekends. Um, I love to hike. We cycle. Um, we, you know, we we ride bikes like um, really, really far. That's the things that me and my husband do. But also um, just what with setting boundaries at, at work, you know, as a regional clinical director, you know, or just being a BCBA sometime, like you mentioned, the parents may text you at this time or this time, or just kind of letting them know, like, you know, that I also have a life outside of work. <laughs> and and for me to be able to still love my job and to, <laughs> and mm-hmm. to not feel like I'm always working, there has to be a cutoff, right? Like you can't feel like mm-hmm. you're always working because when you're actually working, you may already be like burnt out. So I try to like, right. okay, if I need to complete something, like I'm, I'm really organized. So I have like a, a, um, a to-do list and I try to get as much done, but if I don't get it done, I'm gonna get it done the next day. I'm not going to work mm-hmm. till seven o'clock at night and try to get it done. Like I'm going to get it done the next day because if not, you're like, Oh no, I can spend another hour. And now it's eight and nine o'clock dinner yeah. ready. Your husband is like, okay, are you going to be done work? Like I had to make sure <laughs> that my personal life comes first, because that's going to make me a better clinician. That's going to be a, make mm-hmm. me a better you know, clinical director, you know, regional clinical director. So I think like my personal life and having that balance of work-life balance and still having a great, a great life outside of work. When I come to work, like I'm excited to be here because mm-hmm. I like did all my fun personal things. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm excited to be at work. But once I carry work in my personal life, work is not, is not that great to me anymore. You right, know? Right. So I try to, I definitely, and I think that 
with you having those boundaries up front when I apply for jobs is definitely important to letting them know, yes, you you know, you're interviewing me for a job, but I'm also, you know, interviewing mm-hmm. you. How do you deal with, you know, time management with your, you know, with your staff or like how do, you know, things like that. I'm asking companies these questions as well, mm-hmm. you know, because it's important to know, okay, are they, are they intentional about making sure that you have a work-life balance or are they going to just, just drag you all crazy? you know, yeah, and expect them, everything from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. And then letting them know that I also take, I take vacations. So I may not be here all the, well, I'm going to be here, you know, often, but I'm going to use my PTO. Okay. I'm going to use all of it, you know? And so I think just always finding ways to just disconnect from work for a little bit. So when I'm, I love my job, but now when I'm at work, I'm like, oh my God, I love being here because mm-hmm. when I'm done with this, I can go back to my personal life and and really right. enjoy that so really really having a really your personal life and your professional life totally different do not mix the two if you're like working for a company because it can get and then when people see that they try to take advantage of that like oh she's working past seven okay mm-hmm. and, you know and things like that that's it that's how I, I make yeah. sure no that's really good and that's really good advice again you're giving tons of like nuggets of advice yeah. uh for mm-hmm. other bcas or even student analysts that might be yeah. listening because it is really important you know a lot of people think i gotta give it all when i'm at work yes but then it carries over and then you're writing case notes until eight o'clock yeah. at night which i do do sometimes yeah. But more so because I also have anxiety. So it's like, if I don't finish it, then I'm going to forget or something. Um, But a lot of times setting those boundaries, like I don't respond to text messages or emails um, outside of a window. And even even during that window, I'm I'm never immediate. I'm never immediate. I mean, half the time I'm I'm busy, I'm doing something. Um, but I'll go and take like walks outside in the middle of the day, get some sunshine, go contact nature in some way, have a garden. Um, and I think that's really important because if you're always pouring out, your cup tends to become empty. And then saying on the same metaphor, people start pouring their stuff into your cup. So their troubles, their worries. And then you realize that your cup is full of other people's stuff. Right, right. (laughs) And that's where burnout really happens. Mm -hmm. Right. And and now you're drowned in other people's and you're like, what did this happen? No is a complete sentence. No, hey, I'm so sorry. I can't do this right now. I'm not going to say no without a well, I can't because of this. No. Like, I mean, of course at work, I may jazz it up a little bit, but just with, <laughs> you know, but just with like, hey, no, I'm so sorry. I can't do this right now, but this is a time mm-hmm. when I am available, you know, all that, but I'm so sorry. I can't take on that other case. I can't do that assessment mm-hmm. right now. I'm already full in my, um, in my schedule, but I may be available to complete this in like another week or so, mm-hmm. you know, like you set those boundaries. You, you, you show people um, like how you want to be treated, like, Mm -hmm. like this is how I want to be treated. Like, you know, so when people contact me, they know Rashida, she going to let you know if she's not available, if she can't (laughs) do something, you know, like I'm like, you're going to be, it's going to be very clear that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm operationally defined um, what I can do and what I can't do, you know? And so I think that what helps me be a better leader as well, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of pour into my staff because I love coming to work and I love being here. And it's not just, you know, um, 
a job when I feel like when I'm coming to work, I can do my job and there's no other pressure of, oh my God, right. I got to have support done at this time or this time. Like I, I let it be known up front what my, um you know, what my expectation is, you know, uh, for the company it, as well when it comes, okay, yes, I'm in this leadership role, but like, what are you expecting out of me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, do I have to work a Saturday? Do I have to do this? Like, you have to ask those questions as well because you don't want to get into it. And now it's turnover because now you're like, I can only stay for a few months because I didn't ask these questions. And don't be scared. Right. To, they, if they don't give you an answer or you're like, oh, they didn't really explain it how I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, it, it it's okay to to move on from that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cause you're also, you're modeling for your staff, how to have boundaries. Yep. Cause I think a lot of people, when their boss is sending an email at nine o'clock at night, they're kind of questioning, are you expecting me to also? Yeah. Right. So that's like one part. And then the second part about asking those questions um, in job interviews and like interviewing companies back is really important because a lot of uh, behavior analysts don't realize they're like, yes, there's more BCBAs being certified, you know, like every month, but we are so in demand and so important that if a company isn't treating you right and you're afraid about leaving or not taking a position, like take a step back and realize that there are, there's so many other places that also want you um, and need you and the clients need you, you know, all of that stuff that don't ever settle. Like I'm big on, you're never stuck and like never settle with anything, jobs, um, relationships, like there is a way. And if you feel stuck, uh, reach out to me. I'm sure yeah. people could reach out to you and just kind of like ask those questions. Cause, yeah. cause yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's important. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, you know, and going somewhere that aligns with your values and stuff too, right? Like, you know, asking questions, certain questions, like I have people contact me like, okay, you know, I'm applying for a regional director role and I don't have that much experience. And I don't have that much experience. You have to have at least five to seven years. I don't have, I've only been a BCBA three, you know, like what <laughs> question did they ask you or what question did you ask them? Like, you know, reach out to, like you say, your community, you know, or, and to be honest, the ABA world is kind of small, you know, so people mm-hmm. know about the companies to work for and say, Hey, this is a good mm-hmm. company to work for, or things like that. So, you know, just know that finding companies that align with your values, um, it's also important as well because that's where you know you you will want to want to be. Yeah, that's where you're spending the majority of your week. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, we are at our nightcap, so I just wanted to check in if there's anything else that you want to mention, um, and then also where can listeners find out more about you and human expressions? Yes, so. Human expressions for my Instagram, humanexpressions.com for my website. Um, and then also human expressions LinkedIn. Also, my interns has done a great job. We're doing a link like a human expressions LinkedIn for me, and then also a human expressions Facebook page as well. So you just put in human expressions, you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's H-U-E-M-A-N expressions yep yep h-u-e-m-a-n expressions.com awesome um and all of those links will be in my show notes so (laughs) people don't have to worry (laughs) 
Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing a bite with us. Uh, everyone listening, please go follow Rashida on Instagram and all of her links. Um, check out and buy human expression visuals. Very important. Uh, like I said, all of her links will be in the show notes and then also on my website. As always, you can find me on Instagram at rosieeatsbx or my website, rosiebx.com. And I'm going to ask my listeners that if you enjoyed the show, please help in my dissemination efforts by reviewing this podcast and sharing with a friend. Until our next meal. Bye. Bye. Bye.